Welcome back, strangers, to Head in the Clouds podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and I'm joined by my co-host here. Garth. Hey, Garth, got a question for you. Is it called the pilot episode because it's the first one on the air? What do you think about that? Honestly, much better than last... uh Le- stupid stoner quote we question. had last week. Yeah. Much better, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you think we're going to talk about today? Um, well, I had a few ideas for this week, um, but mainly um, my idea was about geo geoforming and the idea of creating types of weather um, for around the world. Um, mostly, uh, the idea popped in my head because I was thinking about... Um, how I, I love snowboarding. Um, it's a big, big hobby of mine. And I was thinking about how, if it would be possible to create... So you know how snow cannons, how they have them on the mountainside? Oh, yeah, yeah. And when there's not enough snow or in the beginning of the season, they start making their own snow, right? So I was thinking about that on a larger scale. What if they made them... What if you were able to make a bigger snow cannon, like... You know how they're they're a good size right now, but what if you were able to make like a larger one? And you know how they work they they create um, snow through you know pressurizing the like water, building it up, and um, you know sending it through these tubes out onto the the hillside, pretty much, and creating large um, large volumes of snow. Large volumes of snow, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then of course they spread it out with the whole snow cats and like create basically the, the snow that you ski on or snowboard on. Mm-hmm. So, um, that idea popped into my head. What if, you know, down the road they make a bigger one just to speed up the process or to even start the season earlier, like say in like August when, cause Pretty much, they do need a cooler weather to you know to make the snow. Pretty much, but they they start you know later in the season. I'm pretty sure. Well, my question before like getting into this is: Are are you asking more like just focusing on the snowboards or skiing section of it, like wait, the snow game, or are you just talking about like changing the weather in general or like combination of both? Maybe like uh, like a combination of both almost. Like I. I think it would be, uh, you know, a, a brilliant idea to make a bigger version of snow cannons where the process would be much faster and you could get out much sooner, but also... And possibly longer, right? And longer, too, yeah. Like, you know, because um, for people that do it as a profession, you know, they they fly out to all these remote areas where it's much colder, you know, like out to... Um, France, or uh, which is one place that I would love to travel to to go snowboarding, but you know, uh, to the mountains where basically it's cold, you know, all the time when there's snow um, throughout the year, where they can just practice. But what about you know the people who don't have that option of traveling? Um, what if um, snow resorts decided to extend their season for much longer? 
So uh, you have better opportunity, more options to mm, go and do stuff. Right, right? exactly. Um, well, I think that's entirely possible. I mean, people like like what we talk about all the time and people are innovating all the time. It's just, you know, if someone wants to put effort forward into doing that, I mean, I, for, there's nothing uh, stopping anybody from doing that. I mean, we got people putting like, Hemi engines on right. snowblowers and stuff. I mean, I'm sure we could figure out something to like yeah. bring that volume up. Definitely, definitely somewhere. Uh, and I think it'd be really cool to leave those resorts open for a lot longer because uh, I'm not such an advocate as yourself, but I like going out and getting able to do that. And it always does. Like for where we live and for what we do, winter seems to drag on forever. But at it, the same right. time, it, it doesn't feel like you have the option to do. Uh, that type of recreation uh, as much as you would like to, even though it's a long duration of winter. Right, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, like, if if they started earlier in the, like, in the year, like, say, around, um, like, September, uh, or, like, even August, like, they could go, That's that would be, like, the opportune time of the year where you could go out and enjoy it instead of going in, like, December where it's freezing cold and the wind picks up and it's it's so much colder where you have to bundle up. Well, why even stop there? I mean, we could play we could do a chapter from Phineas and Fur where, you know, if, if we could crank out even right? during the summer, you could do a swimmer. And <laughs> yeah. go down a mountain in your, you know, t-shirt right. or whatever. And that's that's what people do too is like when it gets warmer, there's still, you know, a decent amount of snow on the ground. And people go out and like, you know, just like T-shirts or no shirt at all, even, mm-hmm. um, and which is great. But the the powder is just not there. It's just not ideal to go out because it's just not the conditions that you would want it to be in. But um, getting back to the topic here, well, let I, me ask you a question. I, I I had a question with that. Yeah. Why stop there with just the snow? You know, like if you can, if like with the whole basis of. Uh, talking about changing weather and uh, wanting to optimize uh, certain areas. or oh, I mean, we, we're going to get kind of in the topic of terraforming, I yeah. guess. Yep. And ter- terraform not only like our planet, but maybe planets out in the solar system that someday could possibly occupy like human life. Definitely. Like, what do you think on that? Like, what's your take on that? Well, that's, that's what I kind of wanted to focus on is... Um, terraforming but also like geoengineering is what they call it um with climate control but um going into that idea with um how they have all these different theories of and you know that's what this podcast is a lot about is theories um but ideas ideas all that stuff but i think um you know a lot of scientists have thought about different theories where they can, you know, you know, change the climate of our world. And a lot of those ideas, um, sounds like they've been tried out. Like, um, like one seeding clouds, um, cloud seeding is where they use silver iodine and they basically like feed the clouds and it creates like snow particles or crystallizes the particles in the clouds and creates snow. 
It sounds really? like, yeah. I didn't actually know that. It, it sounds really cool, but there, it sounds, you know, there's always side effects to things like that. Um, oh, yeah, you got to weigh it. Like, again, with what we talked about before, pros and cons, yeah. pretty much of everything. Yeah, you definitely. Gotta, you got to look at the impact it might cause to have that artificial make, you know? Right. Uh, and, I mean, that as a whole, with, with even just climate change in itself, we're still learning what all that means and what's going on. Uh, I mean, with climate change, this, this is a hard topic for some people because some people still don't believe that it is a thing. Uh, some people uh, say that it's too late, that you can't do anything about it. Some people are actively trying to uh, change stuff. We don't really have information because we've never, like, this is an unprecedented thing that we are dealing with and to the scale that it's on nobody's quite sure what's going to happen next right um to what you're saying with like the cloud seeding and uh, like their efforts to do uh to maybe create more precipitation of one event in one place or another uh there are multitudes like you said of that going on where people are trying to create different ways of like how to reflect sunlight how to yeah uh, there's a lot of those different types of theories um another one would be um the idea of dumping iron dust into the ocean to um to trigger more algae growth i heard about this yeah uh and i thought that was an interesting idea and uh because the algae if i remember correctly it reacts and then they use the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and produce better oxygen if i if i am right. not mistaking uh, and really that is, there, there are a lot of, I'm not going to, there's not like, I'm not ripping on that or anything of that. But then again, at the same time, we're dumping that much iron into our ocean. Yeah. It's gotta be different. Uh, what happens to like the ecosystems of, like fish or uh, there's a delicate balance in this world of doing stuff and maybe we just have gotten to a point where it's like a tipping point, you know, where we either have to learn, adapt, overcome and move forward or right. we have to try like hell to put band-aids over everything that we've ever done. Yeah. I, I'm just, uh, you know, there's a point at which, um, you know, our climate will go, um, down the drain at some well is what some people think is that I mean that's what the route that they say are on I mean yeah. they, if I remember correctly and they said in 20,000 years I mean if we don't reverse it, the, the habit will not be habitable the planet will not be habitable by any living creature right. in like the next 20,000 years right uh, and people have all kinds of different takes on that as well. Well, people don't think that that's that that's far a, away. Right. And, but, it, but at the same time, it isn't, and it is if you look in the cosmic scale. Right. Like, but like in a lifetime, yeah, we got plenty of generations for somebody to be like, hey, found a solution to this problem. And a lot of people like to go with that hope and dream that that is possible. Right. But at the same time, what if it's not? You know, that's a scary concept, you know, because either we should be starting to do more. And I'm not saying that we haven't either. We've taken a lot of steps forward to kind of correct the past couple hundred years that we've been, like, not really cognizant 
as much of maybe as what we are now. But there could be more steps that we could be taking to reach that goal. Oh, is, yeah. Is what you're getting at, right? Well, I, I mean, there's always something more that I think that can be done, whether it be based on, like, helping the planet, helping ourselves. or There's, there's always something more you can do to benefit your experience, like, on this planet. I, I don't think anybody personally has reached uh, a point where they're like, nope, done everything, I can just die now you know but uh when it comes to like environmentalism and stuff like i already have like one idea i wish that we could implement but i have no idea due to like city infrastructure and due to like cost what how the money would be spent how it would be done is like look at the areas of like urban blight Okay. Okay. And uh, like I'll, i'll use an example of like detroit where you have a lot of buildings that are run down and a lot of places that just can't be occupied anymore and they just sit there yeah you know why not tear all that down and reform that back to wildlife back to parks back to anything like that make something livable again and then you can let people go back in there re like live in that area and then if it falls to decay again you recycle it basically basically it's a concept of recycling but we don't do that now okay so so you're saying like Tear everything down and let nature take over again. Yeah, let it make it nice again. Right. You know, or or even you can you can even garden it is what I'm getting at. Like you can oh, you true. can groom it. Right. And then that makes it appealing as a as like a plot of land to somebody in the future. Right. You know, and then that could also like reinvigorate you know people coming to a certain area or it, I think in all aspects it would help like stimulate an area better than just leaving up dead decaying buildings. I mean, you can't do anything with them. Right. Uh, but also on top of that, you, you probably could reuse the material that you tear down. Oh yeah, I, it's the whole thing of recycling, and a lot of the, a lot of what's in our head right now, and what a, a lot of what our culture is, is it's one use and it's done. Right. And that and that's a that is a and then it just sits there. Terrible, terrible mindset. Uh, I this would probably gross a lot of people out, but. I am a garbage fisher. Like I, I go <laughs> through, right. and if I see something that I can use, a I treasure can hunter. sell. I can reuse. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. You <laughs> I have like no that. idea because like, <laughs> uh, like half my house is filled right now of shit that I have found. I haven't. I didn't need to pay for. I just put a little bit of work in to make it look nice. Or right. Clean it like up, that. and it was perfectly. And it's perfectly usable. Usable. Uh, so. As a side hustle, I, I'll say again, like, uh, I'd find broken down vacuums. People that don't want to use their stuff anymore. Don't, yeah. Totally thrown one, one thing's wrong with it. You know, one thing. And, I, and it's not even something like something major. Like, oh, if it was a cut in a cord or something like where it's an electrical, it could be electrocuting somebody. or That I understand. Right. When, when the damn hose is clogged up and it's right. not... With all the right. dog fur. With all the dog fur and everything like that. And they, and they just go, hmm, not good anymore. And they throw it. I go, I, I would slap you upside the head. Right. And be like, you, okay, you are just fueling the pockets of people that are, like, counting on this for you to just keep buying shit. Right. To like, throw out their old stuff that they can't fix and then going to buy the new product. Yeah. And it plays into the whole like topic of consumerism and how it's kind of running rampant a little bit, but right. It, I, it, if people would just look and I, again, I'm not saying we need to all like 
be groovy hippie people, you know, <laughs> reusing everything. Like there's some things like, yes, I'm not going to reuse, but you know, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if we all looked at stuff and said, Hmm, could I use that for something else before throwing it away? Right. Or is it, is there an easy fix? Uh, a lot of what I think it has to do with it is, uh, laziness and just, not wanting to address a problem or cause like what I said, like with like when I'm doing those vacuums and whatnot, all you have to do is unscrew like four little bolts, find the kink and wherever it's at and unkink it and it's fine. Right. And, uh, the level of like laziness on that part astounds me. Yeah. And that could, that, that would, I'm not saying, it, I don't know if it would make a that big of an impact, but if like you start taking from that, and you don't have so much like in our landfills or we don't have so much just one and done use consumerism that stops plaguing our oceans, that stops uh, all this buildup where we just dump it on somebody else. I mean, a, a lot of uh, where our expenses should be shown is like trying to figure out how to break this stuff down in a reusable yeah, in way. In a reusable way or it's in, it's beneficial to the environment. Right, yeah. Um yeah, and I totally didn't think of that, but um sorry, I kind of spun off on a tangent. No, 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 no. That's that, on me. That was uh totally it was a good tangent though by, you know, reusing um I like using that word <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Re- reusing uh, you know, all kinds of stuff that we have out there that you know, isn't, um, it's just sitting there and, you know, we find it that it's more of a problem to take it down than to just leave it sitting. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, my, I have a question. So for you, like on on the basis of, of doing not, not, not necessarily that, but, uh, do you, what I, with the way the environment is, and with the way the climate is, with the way the weather is on this planet, mm-hmm. do you think that if we packed up and went to another world, if we went Everyone. and packed up and say, well, like say half the population, say here, half the population went to another planet just like Earth, or we found some way to make it like Earth, do you think that we'd actually do better on the new planet? With the knowledge we have now, or do you think that we just consume it like the little parasites that we are? That's that's a difficult question. I think, um, I don't know. I feel like if we were to, you know, all pick up and, well, half of the population to pick up and move and cast off to a different planet, I feel like if that were to happen, there there would be, you know, have to be a new set of rules, I think, put in place for this new planet since we're just discovering. So it, it's just like Earth, you're saying. I mean, to an extent. Yeah. Right. I okay. Mean, so I, I feel like we would have to, you know, um, keep in mind what we did to, you know, let's say Earth One and realize that we can't, you know, put in place the same same things that we were doing on our original planet, there'd have to be... Because, I mean, the whole extent of moving to another planet is that the first one isn't good enough and it's starting to go to shit, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say that you'd have to make a set of new rules that would say, you know, we can't 
you know, start doing the same thing that we did to our original planet because this is, what if we don't find another way to, you know... Well, why not if we can just find another one and move again? Well, yeah, say if, if like, this Earth 2 was our only option, though. We become locusts. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. literally, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, it, definitely. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, it's a philosophical question. I mean, and then how would you feel about actually leaving your original home planet i think it, i you think know, it'd be like, cool dude i think it you know no but i mean like leaving it to die oh like, leaving like, it to le- die. like oh. never coming back oh that like that'd be weird i think if you could travel in between the two i think that would be really cool but if you like left your old one to like just you know well i mean would it die what if i mean no i'm saying we... it, it, that it's in a foregone conclusion oh like, okay yeah. like you are leaving because you have no other choice yeah, yeah. like that would be would... tough I think I, I, it would be, what is it, like how would you feel about it? and then do you think if we would make the same mistakes and I, th- that's I think that would be tough worded. dude because um as of right now I think everyone's comfortable with what you know where we're at I know there's some people that aren't but most people are comfortable with you know their living situation how earth is right now um and they're I don't think they'd be able to accept that everything has to change on this new earth for us to keep living, you know, generation after generation to keep living mm-hmm. uh, healthy on it. So, um, so I feel like, you know, that's where like our new set of rules would have to come in, new set of ideas placed where, um, you know, we'd have to have a healthy ecosystem um, that would not go, you know, not be trashed um, in some ways that, uh, are happening right now, you know. Um, and there, there are still a lot of other ideas for geoengineering, um, our climate and, you know, our world right now, like the idea of um, cloud, thinging, cloud thinning um, too, where, um, you know, as, we, as our technology grows, um, they plan on using, or the theory is, is that they would use drones to clear out the uh, clouds at high altitudes um, so that more heat would be allowed to escape into space, um, you know, creating a more cooling climate. So, which, Interesting. Yeah, it's another um, theory that they have out there. Would I be, mean, would they... Would that be like a like a nighttime, like a night side thing, though? I mean, because I, I would think then, aren't you exposing more of the direct UV rays than to come down onto the planet? Like, well, say, I think the ocean, as they, or? as they come in and bounce off, you know, I think more of the heat would be able to escape is what they're getting at. Mm. Um, instead of, I'd being have to read tra- more on this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Instead of, you know, being trapped by all the, um, the clouds that are in our atmosphere right now, you know, mm-hmm. creating a, you know, warmer earth basically. Interesting. It'd be that, you know, just another theory to throw out there. But ideas like that where we are constantly trying to think of ways to cool down our Earth, going back to, you know, creating um, a cooler uh, season throughout the year. Um, But I think that's, that's kind of where... The, the main theory of geoengineering is going right now is trying to create a cooler side of the earth so that it's not heating up, you know, because that's... Well, yeah, to temper the, to temper temper the climate the, for, like, the rising temperatures going yeah, on right exactly, now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, 
So that's really just what a lot of the theories are based on right now. I think there was another one that I heard where they're trying to like enlarge in the ice sheet like up in the Arctic. You know how they, they, they said they got to a point where like this, uh, it has kind of like a yo-yo effect, but it's in reverse. Like with the melting ice caps, so like you know, if it get, when it gets to the winter season, it, it freezes over. Okay. Again. Yep. And uh, but it's only freezing like to a certain mass now, and then the, the heat is coming and it's hotter, so it melts even more, and then it only freezes that much more, and like it it does that yo-yo thing where it's going out so much, but then going all the way back in, out so much, all the way back in, and it's, like, gradually shrinking. Okay. And then you're losing that reflective light in the winter to, like like you said, bounce that the heat off the planet. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and what they're, one of the th- things that I saw or what I read about was that they're trying to, like, help the ice sheet enlarging again so oh. that it keeps reflecting more heat off of there. I'm not sure exactly how they go about that, right? Uh, but that was at least something that I heard is like again the idea or theory that they were going to try or see if it was uh, at all possible. And I just, you know, really when you when you think about this stuff, it's quite amazing, you know, that we're even able to first of all record that this stuff is happening and then do something about it, right? And I. It just it, it gives me faith in humanity, you know, that sometimes people look at this and they go, man, we really got to fix this. Otherwise, we're kind of screwed. Right. You know? Um, and, yeah. And also talking about that, I like the idea of how people are coming up with more inventions to help, you know, save our planet instead of looking for inventions to, um, you know, Make a quick buck. Make a quick buck, yes. Yeah, so, become a millionaire by right, using right. the spork. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, that'd be cool even to make, like, a TV show where instead of, like, Shark Tank, you're looking at ideas to help out the earth, you, you know, <laughs> in a, a way. Like, yeah, an environmentalist. In a environmentalist. Environmentalist Shark Tank. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that would be, didn't it, Bill it, Nye kind of have that going on on Netflix? I, I don't know. You haven't uh, seen that? I haven't seen uh, that at all. I think you should check it out. It, <laughs> it, uh, if you don't know who Bill Nye is, first of all, just sit, sit your ass down. Bill uh, Nye, the Bill science, Nye, the science guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's been on the forefront of like climate change for a long time, and he finally got like a Netflix adaptation show where he got to talk about whatever the hell he wanted to talk about. And it is probably one of the best things you'll ever watch. Uh, if you're an adult. Right. That grew up with, with that, Bill Nye. with that information, yeah. with, coming into the classroom watching Bill Nye. Oh, oh you know it was going to be a good they, day. You exactly knew it was going to be a good day. Damn, but I think that that's also a great way to um, start getting people, you know, onto the subject is making the idea of science, you know, cool and, uh, you know, oh, it's always been cool. It's always been, <laughs> it's always been a cool subject, but getting you know kids excited about science and learning more and you know teaching that generation to grow up to love uh the idea of going into studying i think that could be actually a whole nother podcast topic dude i mean (laughs) we don't have well i know with the stuff that we're focused on in the schools right now i i can't even (laughs) like uh Uh, another time uh, another time yes i will go uh, like but and i can't say that either i have to i have to reiterate though i I, you do need to learn a lot of the stuff that they do teach you, 
but I really think they should be focusing on stuff that is more progressive towards the future and not demonizing somebody from for like, and I shouldn't even say that that that's way too harsh. Uh, <laughs> right. We should be looking to the future, not what's best for right now. Right. Okay. That uh, that's, that's what I'll leave off on. That's a good way to yeah definitely yeah, leave yes. it. Um. But yeah, I think just going back to the whole climate control thing, I think it's a big, big topic, and there's a lot of different theories out there um, which could eventually, you know, come into action here. It A lot of it is, you know, um, can become really expensive too. That's the other part of, um, you know, with... I, I don't really think it should be, though. I, I, I think, don't think it should be I, either. I think it should be, you know... Let's get a little. Let's get a little bit out of our way and have a little bit of altruism. Right. And you know, yeah, th- yeah. You go. Oh, it's gonna cost me this much money, but let's do it so that we can be here right. in the next hundred, couple hundred years. Right. It, at this point, and I, th- I think it's um, self preservation. Right. Let's, honestly, let's be selfish. Let's self preserve or, or have self preservation. Oh my God! <laughs> Self preservation, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> right, and it, I mean, sometimes it doesn't even have to be about money, too. It's like the, I, you know, um, what are those called? The um, I'm trying to think of, um, you know, the uh, the man. I <laughs> yeah, I am not I, coming up with the word for it's it. It's early right in now. the morning this, today, guys. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had our coffee. <laughs> Um, but like volunteering to do stuff like the idea of um of going out and volunteering to plant trees is the you know idea i think that's a great idea i'd be totally on board for that yeah no i there are people out there that are already doing it you know planting um trying to plant billions of trees out there and um just the idea of putting nature back into our, our world, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we're, we're going to leave it off there, strangers, and um, we'll definitely see you next week with another interesting topic. I'm Wayne. I'm Garth, and thanks for listening.